Welcome and thanks for tuning in. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics that we'll explore, remember, the areas you're moving into are always most important. Plan well and move to protect others and yourself. That's how you deliver flawless service and move America safely. So enjoy life and enjoy this podcast. Welcome back to another Keeping It Real podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Judah Ford, and with me today is one of my co-workers, Jason Hall, who will be co-hosting this with me. Jason, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I've been, uh, I came to Rail, driving refrigeration truck, and I was with them for about a year or so, and I decided I wanted to become a little bit local. I did some local driving. And I've been with talking with Tom. He's one of the uh, instructors here also. And he got me hooked in. It has just been a, a blast. Do, doing quite well at it, too. We also have in studio with us today our special guest, Arnold. Who is this Arnold? Our guest today is Jamie Salejo. Jamie, nice to have you on the podcast. Pretty good to be here, man. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you want to explain to the audience what the whole Arnold thing is? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, when I first I came through the GYCDL program and, you know, I trained with Judah here. And, um, you know, we had this thing, me and, like, everyone, well, me and Cam in the truck and you. We would all kind of talk Arnold and kind of voice over <laughs> our training as we were learning with Arnold. So, you know, when we were trying to do our self-checks and we were driving, we'd be like, you're going to turn left here. Turn left now! And we were just like, we were just randomly screaming at each other and Arnold, it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> that was one <laughs> of the was... funnest trucks I've ever had. You, yeah, we were kind of obnoxious. <laughs> it, it starts, we're driving down Galvin and we go past Arnold Street. And Jamie's doing his, <laughs> yeah. he's doing his narration, yeah. he's talking about what he's doing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it comes, this is the Arnold Street. You must do your traffic checks. <laughs> Dude, first traffic check program. one. Traffic check two. Traffic check three. <laughs> yeah, if we were obnoxious, man. We would do that all the time in the truck. Got, got a lot of got a lot of good learning in, but had a lot of fun doing it too. Yeah. What made you choose Real Transport? Um, it was really a a couple different things that made me choose Rail Transport. I mean, I was kind of in the in the market shopping around for different um different programs to train me how to drive a truck. And, you know, I had been contact I won't name the companies, but you know, I'd been contacted by a couple different companies and just the other companies just didn't really offer what Rail had a chance to offer me. You know, uh, Rail had much better pay structure, uh, benefits kicked in way quicker than the other companies. They had more fleets to choose from with different home time. So it was just kind of a no brainer once I started talking to the other companies and I, I just, I picked rail and I'm glad I did. Awesome. And another than the Arnold impersonations left and right, how, how was your GYCDL experience? It was, man, it was, um, you know, it kind of, it kind of overwhelms you at first. <laughs> we hear that a lot. Because, you know, you, you kind of come in and you're like, oh, great, I'm going to learn how to drive a truck, great. And uh, then it kind of hits you like you're going to do it in like two and a half weeks and then you have to test and it's like, oh, buddy. So, you know, but it, it, the structure is built. So, you know, it, it, 
as long as you put in your work and put in your work, man, there was a lot of people I feel who just kind of just didn't put in the work and it, they struggled through it. But if you stay on top of it, you practice your, you know, you practice your pre-trips and everything and your turns and you just kind of, you know, narrate yourself. You know, it doesn't matter how you do it. If you want to do an Arnold, you know, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter as long as you kind of narrate yourself and kind of spot yourself. It helps you kind of really get through all your training a lot easier, you know, and it also kind of uh, relieves the stress, you know, because I think one of the one of the worst things is if you kind of get caught in your own head when you're in this training program, you can kind of it starts to make you, you know, do dumb things. Yeah, so. that talking through it. What is it, Jason, that our boss likes to say that information coming at you is kind of like drinking out of a fire hose? Yes. Uh, and we we help you narrate that. We help you navigate that pretty well. We we give you tips and we help you. Uh, we give you the tools you need to be successful at it, but you just got to come there. You got to put that work in like you did, and you've done very well. What was your phase two experience like? Phase two, um, it was it was good. It was interesting. Um, going out with a with a trainer and just um, kind of a, I spent like a month out with the trainer and you know getting to different situations, different right. road conditions. Um, you know, it was kind of messed up, and I, I guess I'm kind of a masochist. I wanted to <laughs> go out and train in the winter because I oh, wanted okay. I wanted to kind of have someone there to learn how to drive through snowstorms and different inclement weather so I knew what to do when I was out on my own. Instead, I spent all phase two driving south, so there was, like, no snow in sight. <laughs> um, I think I hit one little tiny flurry, so, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't work in my favor. But it just kind of you know learning all the different you know techniques and kind of really putting the railway into practice with the trainer there and getting yourself in that habit really really built into like my success as a solo driver so when you know i finally did get that solo truck i wasn't all nerves and you know panicking and everything you know i, was, I knew exactly what to do and how to do it exactly when i was when i first went out with my dr trainer it was winter time first drive Two inches of snow on the highway. I was white-knuckled on the steering wheel. <laughs> he calmly talked me through it. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad he was there. He helped me, and I learned so much from that. Yeah. yeah. My, my experience was similar. I, I came through, I believe it was early January of 2018 when I came through GYCDL, and my very first few loads were heading out west through these most massive snowstorms, and we had to put the... Uh, safe seven into practice and park several times because weather was, I think yeah. it was two days once we had to wait to get a pass uh cleared out because the snow was coming down so heavy in it so oh so especially going through those mountains and everything out there yeah yeah i haven't i haven't experienced a shutdown road quite yet i have experienced you know plenty of snowstorms though because you know i pretty much live in saint paul now and um i'm constantly there so like during the winters you know if it's not negative 30 something degrees you know it's it, it's snowing and that for like nine months out of the year up there. But but you're from Wisconsin, so negative thirty is kind of tropical, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I just yeah, I just you know, I put on my little speedo and I go skinny dipping and everything. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's great. What advice would you give to somebody who's in the GYCDL program, finishing up phase one and getting ready to go out with a phase two trainer? What advice would you give them to make that transition as easy as possible and as beneficial as possible? I guess uh, kind of um, the same uh, interaction you have with the trainers here in the program, carry that over to your, you know, driver instructor when you're on in phase two. Keep the communication clear, kind of, 
you know, don't, you know, listen to what they have to tell you because a lot of these trainers have been doing this for years. So don't, you know, don't be too sure of yourself. Listen to their instruction. Listen to the, you know, listen to whatever advice they have to give you and just, you know, and just continue to practice the railway so that when you have your own truck, you know, you're, you're going to know exactly what to do and not, it's, you're going to be, be confident behind that wheel. Yeah, and that communication's key, whether it's phase one, phase two, or out there on your own as a solo driver. Communication's what makes this job work. It's it's it, the bedrock of everything it we is. do. It yeah. is. And when the communication breaks down, that, that that's when the problems happen. But you keep that communication strong, and everything works out well. I know there have been times I go to the terminals. I would bug the maintenance staff about the truck. What is this? How do I change this? How and they got to the point where they saw me coming. They knew I was going to ask questions. The communications was there. I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what was happening on the outside as well as the inside because it would be beneficial for me. Because if I'm on the road and something happens, I want to be able to fix it. Yeah. If not, I got the phone call. Hey, maintenance, I have a problem with my truck. How do I fix it? They tell me right over the phone. And ba I'm back on the road. No money lost. And yeah. even if even if uh, it's something that you can't fix, that's another thing that I I, I do love about rail because I hear nightmares from other companies that you know rail does keep their equipment top of the line. I mean, if you got a problem, they'll fix it. Absolutely. You know, they don't ask questions; they'll get you somewhere to fix it. You know, I hear too many stories of these you know these these drivers working for these companies where you know I I believe you had a case right where they there was like really? a hole in your sidewall and the company wanted you to drive with that hole in your sidewall. You know, and like I just. I mean, just look at some of the trucks driving down the road. My God, it looks like Mad Max Fury Road. There's like chunks of metal flying off of them and stuff. It's it's crazy the stuff you see out on the road, man. Yeah, I came back to real for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> Manola. As far as communication, you know, that's 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 a difference between getting to a customer a half a day early and then sitting for hours waiting to be unloaded and calling your fleet manager, letting them know early so they can talk to customer service, maybe get you in that half day early unloaded, have another load planned on you so you're not sitting for half a day. Yep. It, it's it's what stops problems from happening, so what keeps you rolling, make sure you're maximizing your miles. It, it, the communication really does drive everything we do. Yeah, it does. The communication with the fleet manager is a godsend. Anytime you have a question, a problem, talk to them. They'll help you through it. If you can't get a load right away, they will reroute you somewhere else so you can get a load. They're, they don't stop. They keep working for you, and that's what I absolutely love about it. Yeah, and you know me, Jason. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty kind of shy person, right? You know, I'm not... not I'm a little afraid to speak my mind, a little hesitant. That's how you describe it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where is this Judo? I never knew this Judo. Where is this? But I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but when I went out there at the road at first, my dad was a trucker. And, you know, of course, I hear stories from my dad and his dealing with dispatchers. I was afraid to be that guy, the guy who was always asking questions, the guy who didn't know what he was doing, the guy my fleet manager wouldn't have confidence in. And so I was a little hesitant out there. It took... It took me a few months to really kind of get it beaten into my knuckle brain that, hey, Rail's not that company. Rail's the company where you ask the questions. Rail's the country company where they want that communication. And I, I eventually ended up opening up, and I'd, I'd sometimes call my fleet manager multiple times a day, and I'd ask all the questions I had. And as soon as I started that communication, as soon as I started asking those questions when I had them, so much of the stress of the job started melting away. So much of the insecurities and the uncertainties I had, not quite knowing what I'm doing, 
it all went away as soon as I started communicating with my fleet manager. Yes. Yeah. That is a great key. Communication, like we've been saying, you know, that's another thing I love about rail is, you know, one of the things that I remember we were told when we were training is that this company, you know, if, if you're ever in inclement weather, you ever don't feel safe to drive and you want to pull over, call them and communicate with them and tell them and they won't, you know, you're not going to get in trouble. You know, you're not, you're not going to, you know, they're not going to look down on you. You know, the, the, they want you to be safe. They want, you know, they want you to make it home and deliver the load. You know, so that's something that they do practice what they preach when it comes to that. And, you know, that's even though I've never worked for another trucking company and just talking from other truck drivers. And that's that's something that I'm very grateful for working here. Yeah, that, that brings a great uh, point is I was I got stuck in an ice storm. I had to shut down. I was afraid to call my fleet manager. What did I, I mean, what is she going to say? Is they going to yell at me? But I made that call, and they only asked me three questions. Are you safely parked? Are you okay? And is your load going to be on time? If not, we need to reschedule. And then have a good nap. That's all they said. And it's like, why was I so paranoid in calling them? That's all they asked I me. Feel, I feel like you're, the reason you get those paranoid feelings is because, I mean, you, you see it all the time, right? On yeah. so, on, you see these videos on YouTube of truck drivers <laughs> calling their dispatch, and they're like, well, can you still make it on time? And, you know, why are you stopping? It's not that bad. And then you look outside, and it's like a whiteout blizzard, you know? And it's just, I think that's kind of a stigma with the industry that, you know, there's so many companies that just will not care. They want you to deliver. Yeah. They don't care how you do it. They don't care if it's safe or legal. They want you to do it on time. And I think that's what differentiates rail from other companies is that they, they really do practice that. They really they do really want do. you to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Chalked me the first time I had to call in. I had the same anxiety for the same reasons. And I, I tell them the first thing they do is thank me. They're like, well, thank you for being safe and shutting down. Let us know how this is going to impact your delivery time. I will let the customer know. We'll get you rescheduled. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, holy crap, it's just that easy. Yeah. I, I just go in and I, I get I get some lunch. I shower and I get an early nap. Oh, damn. That's a win, man. When I first started with rail and I, I went solo, doing the railway, I was so stressed out going through Chicago my first time. What am I doing here? I ask myself that question every day I go through Chicago. <laughs> I like I live on the 94 going through downtown. It's a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! I just you know you, you always I'm always joking with my wife like you know driving through Chicago is like a Michael Bay movie. You got like cars exploding, a transformer rolling over traffic. It's crazy <laughs> over there, man. Like I don't I don't know how I don't know how these people get their license and keep it. Sometimes it's 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 yeah. and it can be stressful. It can be nerve wracking. But yep. um, you know, and you always make me talk to your trainers when I or your trainees when I come in, and I would. I always tell them the same thing, just, you know, slow down, do the railway, because it, it really does make a big difference. Very you know, big just, difference. Just, you know, slow down, keep your distance. You're going to see some some people do some crazy stuff in front of you, but you're far enough back. you got enough time to stop. So just, you know, keep your cool, and then you eventually kind of get numb to it and used to it anyway. So, <laughs> you know. Well, and, you know, a thing to keep in mind about that, too, is these people haven't had the benefit of the training we've had. A lot of people just don't know better. Yeah. They've never got yeah. the training we have. On the side note, my wife is so terrified of driving in front of me now. <laughs> she, like, she's convinced I'm sitting there, like, you know, backseat driving her. And I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. You know, I just, 
you know, it's just I, I, because I even in my car I drive the railway now, you know, like because I just, you know, I just let everybody pass and let let them do whatever they want to do, and I just keep my distance. And you know, I've actually had the railway save me a couple times in my own car. Actually, I was uh, there was one time I was leaving the rail yard, and you know, me and my wife were hungry, so we decided to go and get some food, but we had to go into Milwaukee. So we're driving into Milwaukee, and it's just bumper-to-bumper traffic. And, you know, she's teasing me because I'm like, I got, like, enough space to fit a jumbo <laughs> jet in front of me. And I'm, you know, I'm, like, you know, telling her, just, you know, just give it a minute. Watch. Someone will do – someone something will happen. And lo and behold, right there in front of me, uh, the whole line of traffic on my left had to slam on their brake because a car had come to a stop. And everybody had, you know, kind of just switched lanes without checking into in front of me, and I had plenty of time to stop. You know, it's just – it really does work. And – um. You know, I I know there's some guys who think that oh this is just nitpicking or it's too it's 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 too much. It really isn't. You know, I it 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 really does work. It does. You know? Yeah, and th- those behaviors they do carry over, like you said, to your car, and that's a good thing. It might make you a horrible passenger. No, no one likes me to be their passenger because I go into instructor mode. I'm like, hey, did you see that sign? <laughs> like, you need seven seconds of following distance. What the hell are you doing? So, my wife absolutely hates it when I drive. <laughs> I drive the railway. I'd be safe. She complains. It's like, you're going too slow. It's like, well, do we arrive there? Yes, we do. We arrive on time. Yeah, and everyone gets there alive and everyone's safe. Yep, and no, one's, no one's missing a limb. You know, it's all great. <laughs> So, Jamie, what are your future plans with the company? Are you going to just continue driving in the fleet, or are you planning on being a trainer? Or You know, um, I've been asked multiple times to be a trainer. Um, it's something I might consider in the future. And right now, it's kind of just a personal choice. Like, um, I, I love being on the road. I love being in my own truck. And um, it's also kind of um, a question of, like, I, before I do consider becoming a trainer, you know, I want to know the industry more. I want to be able to say that, you know, I drove this many years and I, I saw this many things, you know, and I know exactly what to do and how to get you through this, you know, it's, so it's kind of a personal choice for me not to not be a trainer yet, but, um, I definitely want to just keep driving. I mean, you know, I, I want to drive till I die. I love, I love being on the road. Like this is the best job I've ever had. You know, it has, it has its stresses, you know, and, you know, especially in flatbed, I'm a flatbed driver and, um, so it, it, it can have its stresses, but I, I still love it. You know, like a, a bad day on the road is still better than like my best day working in factories or warehouses. So I don't, I'm not planning on doing anything else the rest of my life. Awesome. So I think what we got to do, Jason, is next time we ask him on, we got to make him some barbecue and some mac and cheese and see if we can't tra- change his mind and get him to come <laughs> to be a instructor. Amen on that. <laughs> A, a word of advice to anyone thinking about being a truck driver, and you know, I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Um, you know, research, look into the industry, talk to other drivers. You know, don't just hop into it. It's it is, in the end of the day, it is truck driving. It is a sacrifice. You know, we we do spend a lot of time out on that road. You know, you you are gonna miss some things, but you know, if it's something you really want to do. Just go ahead and do it, and I promise you, you're going to love it. It's, you know, there's just something about the open road. It's just, you know, it just calls to you. I, I can't describe it. I just, I love driving, man. I love being behind the wheel of that truck. Is there been ever a time where you needed to get home? You talked to your fleet manager. Were they able to get you home? Yeah, actually, um, I have a visitation with one of my daughters, so I have to be home. Uh, a couple times a month, you know, I have to be parked and off duty by noon. And, you know, rail 
track record with that is, is pretty uh, successful. The only times I haven't really made it home on time is because of like a snowstorm or traffic or an accident or something like that. But uh, rail is really flexible when it comes to getting you home when you need to be. And uh, that's something that I appreciate a lot because um, it's just it it just makes it that much easier. It makes it that much, you know, that much better to work for a company that really does, you know, care about your, you know, your life, your, your home life and everything. So anytime I've had to be home, yeah, I'll, they, they, they're really good about getting you home. Good. So guys, it's been an awesome conversation. Thank you, Jason, for filling into Mike. It's been a pleasure sitting down with you today. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And Jamie, you had anything else you wanted to tell our audience? Yes, I would like to tell you to get to rail.jobs now and see what rail has to offer you and then get to the chopper. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe.